Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Zach Moffat, a registrant of Align Capital Partners Incorporated, and may not necessarily be those of ACPI. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not intended to be personalized investment advice. Content is prepared for general circulation and information contained does not constitute an offer or solicitation to buy or sell any investment fund, security, or other product, service, or strategy. Today, we're going to talk about something that you might find boring, or maybe you don't believe in it or haven't believed in it. Maybe you're rolling your eyes at the title of the the episode, Life Insurance, right? Bueller. 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 Well, today we're going to talk about people that need life insurance, how they can use life insurance uh, for the benefit of things like estate planning, wealth transfer, um, covering capital gains, taxes uh, at death, and the like. So the most common need for life insurance is if family depend on you financially for an extended period of time. So say you have a partner and you have um, children and maybe one of you stays home to take care of the kids, which is a full-time job. Half of us probably know. Um, And one of you earns the money, you know, to pay for things. So why would you need life insurance um, in that situation? Well, say the kids are young, they're five or under, and they're not going to be out on their own for probably 15 years, right? So for that 15-year period, they rely on your income. Your ability to earn, they rely on. So if your family had a machine in a room that churned out your income every month, they would probably insure it, right? Because if you pass, what is your family going to do to afford to live? How are they going to cover debts like a mortgage or it can be rent? How are they going to afford food? How are they going to afford clothing? How are they going to save for education, right? How are they going to maintain the same quality of life after you pass? The answer is life insurance. So the most common need we see is these situations, a family with a a young child or or children, and they rely on either of the spouse's income or the spouse's childcare. So in the instance that we're talking about, there is one partner that is the earner, and there's one partner that is the caretaker. If the earner passes, the family needs some source of income for the next maybe 15 years to get the children fed, clothed, shelter, education, and get them out on their own. They can't do that. The the remaining partner that isn't working can't go to work. And if they say they do, say they go to work and they make a good salary, now they're paying for for child care. So if they're paying for child care, which is bloody expensive, as parents will know, 
then the amount that they're earning might still not be sufficient to cover all of the remainder. So it's very important that they're protected because if the earner leaves nothing to the family, the situation could and can get dire. But what if the caretaker were to pass? So that's another interesting question because if the caretaker passes, then the person in the relationship or the family that was working now has to either stay at home to take care of the children or has to be able to afford childcare and the like, as well as the additional costs that would come with losing a loved one, like taking time off work for grieving and things of the like. So it's very important that also, if even a stay-at-home parent is insured because they have a very valuable job uh, in the family. Say both partners uh, work and earn, they work full-time and they earn good incomes. They still rely on one another's income to provide that quality of life that they have. So even in these situations, it might be prudent to have life insurance for both. They might not have as great a need for life insurance in terms of the death benefit if one has, if both have good jobs, right? But things like childcare and the like are expensive. And so what we want to do is we want to plan and use term life insurance to cover some of these risks. And so term life insurance is the best product for this because the, the most significant risk of you dying is going to be in the years when you have children or dependents living with you doesn't have to be children. It can be older family or sibling, um, disabled family. There are people that might rely on your ability to earn income and your money to survive. And so it's prudent that we explore this. We understand who might depend on our income, how long they might depend on our income, and we need to guard against the possibility of us passing. One rule of thumb uh, for life insurance uh, would be 20 years of a person's income for a situation like this. That's sort of just a very generic rule of thumb. But what we want to do with life insurance is we want to cover our debts. So our mortgage, maybe there's car payments owed and things like that. We don't want to leave any debt to our partner or our family. And then we want to, the rest to uh, make up for lost income over a period of time. So it can be a considerable lump sum that is invested and pays out monthly to the family uh, in the form of income, which can be helpful. Um, but it's important that they have that, uh, that fallback plan so that they can continue to live, they can get through the grieving process, um, and the kids can be supported to grow up and move out on their own. I mean, none of us think we're going to die, right? We're all pretty young, but we see it every single day. We see it in the news. Someone has passed before they should have. It could have been an accident. It could have been a sickness. Um, these things happen. And if we believe that our family depends on us for income, we should insure ourselves for their benefit. And it's not even their benefit. It's so that they can continue to live the same quality of life that they have or close to, and they can get through the period of grieving uh, for your loss, covering uh, maybe your final costs in terms of funeral or cremation, 
and things like that. So a prudent part of our plan is going to be, we have some kids or we have dependents, we're gonna need some insurance. The younger you are, typically the cheaper the insurance is gonna be. And it is very reasonable, especially for young families, uh, to get term life insurance policies to cover these risks. And that's part of the foundation of our planning is when we say, what happened? What if X happens, okay? What if Y happens? And if we have answers for these possibilities and they're cost efficient, it makes the most sense to implement these so that we know what happens when serious issues arise or someone passes. And in another episode, we'll get into what happens if you get sick or hurt and you can't make money. Um, there are definitely options for people outside of group benefits, which are better than group benefits, I would add. Um, but we'll cover those in another episode. So we talk about term life and the most common use in terms of uh, leaving money for dependents, for children, for spouses, partners, uh, family members, friends even. What is the other one we're talking about in terms of being able to uh, transfer wealth more efficiently or uh, building wealth even? And we talk about plans like whole life or universal life. These are permanent life insurance products. And so they're not limited to a term of like 20 years or so. As long as you're paying the premium or above the premium, the policy will remain in force. But what people do, because a permanent insurance is going to be more expensive than term, because as long as you keep it going, the insurance company is on the hook for that death benefit, no matter what. They've locked in, they've guaranteed a policy. Unless you do something illegal, like uh, rob a bank and you get uh, shot by a cop. And here we go. Or if they find a material misrepresentation in the underwriting process. So maybe you lied about a pre-existing condition uh, or the like. So don't lie. That's, uh, that's a big no-no. You liar! Kill it! But what we can do with these plans is we can generate uh, cash values inside the policy. And when those cash values inside the policy grow... Um, and they earn interest in the form of maybe dividends in a whole life uh, policy or in the form of investment returns in a universal life policy. Eventually, that pot of money is going to grow to the point where the returns are larger than the premiums you'll have to pay. And this can become super effective if you've maxed out your RSP, your tax-free savings account and the like, and you want to insure yourself of course, uh, because you have a need, maybe it's a death in terms of estate planning. You have a need to pay the tax bill that will come up uh, to your children or whoever. But also passing on that money that you're investing inside the policy. When you die, the money in the policy is paid with the death benefit tax free. So what we're doing is we're socking away money and we're not paying tax on the gain at death. This is a really effective way to transfer wealth. And by naming a beneficiary on these policies, you skip probate. And so it's just paid out straight. And so it doesn't go through that the huge rigmarole. Usually doesn't go through the whole rigmarole. If you properly uh, identify beneficiary or beneficiaries for when you pass, it becomes a really tax efficient way, uh, basically paying cents on the dollar in terms of your tax uh, commitments at death. And the beautiful thing about a permanent life insurance policy, so this is 
obviously if you've built some wealth, this is uh, gonna be up your alley, is you can add on and customize these plans. So I can buy a, a whole life or a universal life policy and I can add a term insurance rider to it. So I kind of have two in one. I have a young family, but I'm building wealth. So I'm going to I'm going to do a two in one. I'm going to lock in a cheaper permanent life insurance policy because I'm younger. And I'm going to use the term policy to take care of my family. And then I'm going to sock away money into this policy. And I'm going to grow this money over time through whether it's participating dividends or investing it in ETFs or things like that inside of the insurance policy. And then later down the road, when I pass, um, that money, that death benefit is going to go out to my beneficiaries. They're going to use it to cover whatever the capital gains might be or the tax commitments or probate or whatever it is that they have to incur at my death. And then they're going to have the rest for themselves. Another really interesting uh, way people use life insurance is maybe there's an organization near and dear to them or a charity and they volunteer for that organization, uh, but over the course of life, their life, they can't contribute a lot of money to the organization to make a, uh, an even more substantial impact. So people will get permanent life insurance policies or convert term life insurance policies to permanent uh, just in hopes to make the, the charity a beneficiary. And that's a way that they can give a substantial amount of money um, for just the small premium payments that they'd be paying monthly throughout their life. That, uh, that about wraps up our episode for this week. Uh, if you have any other questions, you can send us an email. Uh, you can reach me at zach at gilbertwealth.ca or getcomfortablewm at gmail.com. If you have any questions about life insurance or maybe other financial planning topics that you would like addressed in a future episode, uh, let us know in the emails. All right. Catch you next time.